Hello and welcome back to Multimodal. I'm your host, Baxty Future. Not much going on uh, last week in the Multimodal GPT-3 world. I didn't see too many new notebooks being announced, which was interesting. Uh, OpenAI did announce that they're hosting a live stream on Tuesday, August 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. We'll be talking about OpenAI Codex. I thought I'd mention this here so everyone can schedule and attend that event. I'm for sure going to be tuning into the live stream and I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited to see OpenAI do more uh, streams in general. Um, I'm excited. Maybe they should be doing Apple-like, you know, developer conferences or something like that just to get devs excited to put it out in the world, to talk about it some more, maybe, you know, talk about some behind-the-scenes stuff that went into the research and architecture and decision-making. But anyways, uh, those are the main things. I spent most of last week thinking about GPT-3 and identity. Um, This is a series I work on whenever I have spare time. So the first video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash B-A-K-Z-T-Future, it's called I Have a Confession. And (laughs) it was funny making that video and even calling it I Have Confession, I Have a Confession. Um, because typically like if you make a confessional video, you're like two kinds of people, right? So the first kind is you're a successful YouTuber with millions of subscribers, right? Which I'm not, (laughs) right? Like it's, it's like, you know, you, you probably should have a large base that knows you intimately before you put out a confessions video because the large base probably cares, right? Uh, my base, you know, I'm grateful, but it's, you know, it's not at that level. And to be honest, I, I don't talk too much about my personal life either. Uh, on the channel uh, in general, uh, and even on the podcast, if I'm being honest. Um, But the other kind of person who like does like a confessions video, I remember like early 2000s rappers, (laughs) like always being like, you know, big on the confessions, or they love to say they're really reminiscing, (laughs) you know, reminiscing is the word they use to describe just like reflection, you know, But anyway, so the video is called I Have a Confession, and it was basically about this brief period in my life where I used GPT-3 to generate tweets that sound like me. And, you know, I I share the story and, you know, in a very, I'd say, more artistic way, I talk about how this kind of created this existential crisis for me because I only had to give GPT-3 like 26 of my own tweets, and it was able to generate these really unique tweets that sounded like something I'd say. Right. Like, and it was really trippy because I even obviously posted these tweets on my Twitter and my YouTube channel and nobody, not even my best friends noticed. (laughs) Right. Can you imagine that? Right. And so I I dropped that video and it was fun to make. It got a significant reaction. I think it's sort of like a meme now in the GPT-3 community. Like just so many people have seen it and relate to it in some way. And I finished the video and I realized this video is actually a series, right? So the the concept of GPT-3 and identity series came after uh, GPT-3, I have a confession, that video. And it was because after that video, I realized that I've come across something much larger. Um, And that much larger thing is, is sort of the existentialness and existential dread that GPT-3 and AI models, as they continue to get better, will just evoke like these intense existential thoughts and emotions uh, amongst humans. And in some way, the uh, I have a confession video was sort of me standing up and taking the lightning strike, you know, being vulnerable, being more personal in that video, 
but taking that heat so that it provides some catharsis for other people. And when I really think about it, like, you know, that video and the whole GPT-3 and identity series, um, it is, I think now, like, it's, it's, it's really uh, some, I hope it provides some catharsis, some therapy, as well as some thoughts around what does AI mean for human existence and human identity itself. And I, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but like I had designed that video to like really entertain you in the moment, but later on when you're, you know, going on a bike ride, which is where I have my thoughts when you're in the shower before bed, it would like, you know, my goal was that that video would creep up back in your conscious and you'd be like, at first you're like, that's fun. But when it creeps up later in your head, you're like, but what does it mean? <laughs> right. What does it mean for me? What does it mean for my existence? And there is something about getting access to GPT-3. I almost think it's a rite of passage that you start questioning your own identity, that you start questioning your own um, purpose in life. If AI can increasingly mimic you, uh, replace you, do your job, <laughs> right? Compliment you in ways that you would have been dependent on others. Uh, at some point, you are going to ask yourself, why am I here? What is my role? Um what was I destined to do? What's unique about me? Um, and how simple am I really, right? Like 26 tweets was all it took for GPT-3. I mean, like I would say it generated some stuff that sounded like things I would say. And I never fully expanded it on the video, but like, so for example, like, it, you know, it had one tweet, which was like, I'm not a fan of the term design thinking because it implies there's only one way to think. And I read that, and in the video, I was like, I had to Google it, like, just to make sure nobody else has ever said that before. Like, GPT-3 isn't just repeating what other people have said, and it was, like, completely unique. I read that, and I was like, did GPT-3, like, just pick up in a really subtle way from my tweets that I really value individual thinking, like, independent thinking? I really value, when it comes to design, the designer's who are independent in, in their in their views on things, who don't like to be influenced by the status quo and the norms. And I, I think it did, right? Um, maybe this is me, you know, speculating. I'm imagining things. I'm seeing things that aren't there. It's possible. You know, a lot of machine learning researchers are quite plain and dismissive of GPT-3. And their main argument is it's just repeating data, <laughs> right? It's just repeating data. It's not actually, you know, capable of, coming up with new, original, unique things, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, it felt to me pretty compelling, right? Um, another tweet, it, 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 it came up from my perspective was, do you really think that's what they want to hear? And, you know, that is another kind of way to sort of describe my identity, right? Like, in a way, I'm sort of, uh, in a way, I can be paranoid about what other people are thinking. And also, I, I, I kind of almost have a sense of what they're going to say, and I take pride in you know, per perhaps presenting them with an alternative or more radical take on what I actually think is the truth, right? Like, I, I think I'm, I'm more of a truth teller. And at some extent, I'm willing to disregard what, what, what the common folk, what ordinary people might think if what I'm saying I believe is right and true. I'm willing to challenge and provoke, you know, people's uh, thinking, uh, right? Challenge them. Um, and so, you know, those tweets were quite exemplary, but it's just, it was crazy because this was not a multi-million dollar project. It was not like a multi-million dollar team sat down and said, you know, let's make, let's make tweets that sound like Backstreet Future. This was done in the process of like 10 minutes. I, you know, I, I mean, I could send you the, the OpenAI notebook if you want, maybe I'll put it in the, in the 
in the in the comments. Sorry, I don't mean OpenAI Notebook. I mean, you know, you can share the playground links with all the settings and the prompt you use easily. Maybe I'll put that in the show notes or in the YouTube description. Um, but anyway, so GPT-3 and identity is a really important series. Um, I almost think, you know, whether it's GPT-3, GPT-4, whether it's DALI, all these different things, as AI gets better, people try it, as people hear about it, as everyone is exposed to it in some way, uh, I think that series has some role um, to to sort of explore this topic, provide some therapy, provide some answers, and definitely provide some catharsis in an entertaining and interesting way. And of course, the series is not just the I Have a Confession video. Um, it's also, it has a, it has a follow-up vi- video called Introducing GPT-3 Naval Ravikant which in my opinion, look, I'm the guy who made it. It sounds, you know, very narcissistic of me to say, but I honestly think that video is like a gem of the internet. (laughs) Like it is so much of a wild ride, you know? And like, I wrote it as a, as a satire, right? I did write it as a satire, but what I love about that video is how it's combining so many different things, right? So that video combines, Uh, startup culture, GPT-3 and AI. It combines philosophy and this idea of a philosopher king. It combines uh, just the whole uh, identity problem, right? Like, um, and and, and sort of, it, it explores this idea of not just an identity crisis, but a hero identity crisis. Like this concept of, you know, so much of who you are is shaped by the people you look up to. But, you know, we're in this era, in my case, like, at least my character's case in, in, in the GPT-3 Naval video, it was like, um, GPT-3 has not only, so in the last video, GPT-3 replaced me on Twitter. <laughs> That's one thing, right? I'm already going through a lot, right? <laughs> like, the, the, you know, I confessed it, but it's already something I'm dealing with. And then GPT-3 even replaced somebody else I look up to. <laughs> right? It was influenced me. And it's just like, dude, that was like, that was like a month ago. It's only been two months. (laughs) And like AI is just progressing and innovating in a way that, you know, so it's a blow to your identity that first it comes after you. And then it sort of debases you by going after the people you look up to, which also shape your identity. Right. And so what is identity? Where, where, what are are the true sources of identity? Where does it come from? Right. And uh, what does it all mean? What does it mean? Um, now, now to be clear, like I, you know, the GPT-3 on identity series, um, in in some sense it is, uh, it's very theatrical. It's very artistic. It is definitely a dramatization, you know, like, I don't want to sound like I'm chicken little here and running around saying AI is going to replace us. I I'm just saying, this is the stuff that's happening now. It's really compelling. It's really, this is stuff that's happening today. It's already raising all these philosophical, existential kinds of questions. And I'm also saying as this stuff improves, the GPT-3 and identity series will be even more important, right? So I'm saying like something like GPT-7, you know what I mean? Even in the video, even though in the video I'm saying GPT-3, I'm saying the way I'm artistically portraying it is it's almost the it's at the level of something like GPT-7 or some some crazier AI later this decade. That's when that series, the series has more of an impact. That's more what it's trying to get at that kind of level. But I still think the series is is really important. And I, to be honest, I love making it. I love making that series. Um, 
you know, one of the things about YouTube that I just find really interesting, and, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way to other people who make videos, but like I, I you know, a, a typical video I could make on YouTube is, oh, I typed this into GPT-3, let's see what it says. <laughs> Whoa, it said it. And you're, it's either, it's hilarious, it was interesting, it's really wise, hmm, awesome. I don't want to make videos like that, right? Like I, I, I want to push the boundaries at least a little bit, right? And, and sort of raise the bar and raise the craft of, you know, these GPT-3 AI videos in a way that nobody has done before. And so the GPT-3 on identity series gives me a chance, like it's, it's everything else and a little bit of GPT-3, right? Like the GPT-3 Naval video, it's only at the end you get these amazing outputs that GPT-3 gave uh, for, you know, in answer to my questions in the whole situation. But the rest of the video, I'm not, you know, loading up OpenAI Playground. I'm not, you know, looking at the documentation. I'm not just like entering stuff and commenting on it, right? Um, the the series is meant to be a departure from a very literal, fo you know, form of GPT-3, a very literal demonstration of GPT-3. But it's, it's meant to sort of explore this arts humanities side of things that is highly, highly underexplored. And then sprinkle in a little bit of GPT-3 outputs that were really cool and interesting, just so it connects with the rest of my body of work on my YouTube channel. Um, and uh, where the series is going to go next, I've already mentioned this on my newsletter. You can check it out at bakztfuture.substack.com. But the next video will be about GPT-3 and celebrity culture. Um, I don't know how much I can talk about it, um, but it's just a really fun video that I'm excited to make. Um, and it's going to explore celebrity and identity, celebrity identity and Twitter, um, sort of the worst, the worst parts of GPT-3 that are possible potentially. Um, and sort of the how far it could push somebody to go theoretically. And I think, you know, in, in the series, if I, you know, there will be, I, I think I can, I can foresee some other videos, which really, you know, are, are more personal and intimate about me, like in real life. But I think this video, again, will kind of be like GPT-3 Naval, written as a satire. I'm more like, you know, playing a very dramatized version of myself. I can't see it being you know, sharing bits of my life story. But um, anyways, I, I was just, you know, it like I'm, I'm aching to do a few things. The first thing is I'm aching to just get back to my regular style of video on my YouTube channel, which is just cool research. Like here's something that I found GPT-3 can do. Here's all the challenges I had along the way. And here's, you know, the findings and here's the limitations in the real world. If you tried to commercialize it, how would it go? I, I love making those videos too. I think they're, you know, they push the boundaries in a very direct way. I think they're very in the now. They're very in this moment. It's, you know, this is what it can do. Everyone else, this is a finding I have. You go off and make whatever you want with this finding now that you know it's possible. Um, but I'm also aching to just get back to GPT-3 and identity. <laughs> like I, it is, it is an enjoyable series to make. I get to have fun for the GPT-3 Naval video. Like I worked with a very talented animator, illustrator, you know, composers, you know, music, musical, uh, producer. And, you know, I, I do like showing more of my artistic side and personally, and like I, I did, I tweeted something last week where I was just like, you know, um, I'm not being myself enough. It was something along those lines. And 
really, I was thinking about GPT-3 and identity and really exploring the potential of that series. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the overall story arc. Like, I, I think it, I do want to go through, like, a hero's journey or something like that. Um, but uh, in any case, you know, I'm really excited that series. And by the way, maybe it's one of those things where I'm so busy with <laughs> this other series, GPT-X Dally in our multimodal future, that I'm almost fantasizing. Like, it's, it's like one of those things where the grass is always greener on the other side. <laughs> but um, I just... Uh, you know, I, I think the the series came back in my mind again, the identity series, because um, of because of OpenAI Codex and GitHub Copilot. I think because I'm a developer and I'm starting to see OpenAI, you know, start writing AIs which can write code. Like you know, that affects my living. And you know, I encourage you to check out previous podcast, you know, episodes where I talked about it. You know, my first impressions. I went through its, you know, different terms of use and policies. I also went on this camping trip and shared my thoughts, but I think it's sort of re uh, triggered these, these feelings of existential dread. And that whole thing made me miss this series that I used to make because I, it's just, I think I want that series, not just to be a gift to everyone in my audience, but I want it to be something that we share between me and you that I made this, you watched it, I shared maybe some of my deeper thoughts, my emotions, my anxieties, my, you know, existential dread and trauma, and you were able to either learn from it, you found it entertaining, or maybe there was some kernel of truth and value in it for you that, you know, we're both on separate journeys, but at least it was something we shared together. Um, and uh, anyway, so the the GitHub Copilot stuff is sort of triggering other parts of my brain. And the way my brain works is my subconscious is like always going like, you know, like I'm always like if you see me in real life, like I'm always almost daydreaming like I'm, you know, out for walks. I'm thinking about this stuff, riding my bike. I'm thinking about this stuff, you know, grocery store. Um, I, you know, talk about it with my friends and I do talk out loud in many ways, too. And so uh, anyways, the, the the interesting part about the GPT-3 and Identity series, and I think this will be my last point before I close out, but um, my last point, I think the fundamental problem and question of all of this stuff, which is AI and human philosophy. Um, so, for example, I, I, you know, like I love science and technology. You know, I've done a lot of stuff, you know, web development, you know, data processing, you know, data engineering, uh, cloud stuff, web engineering, as well as all the cre different creative tools, right? Like video and audio and stuff. But I've done all of it. And for me, it's very easy to accept this idea because I'm such a futurist, idealist, utopian. Like I love the utopianist kind of views on things. Um, it's very easy for me to accept this idea that humans may pretty much be data. Like everything we are is data. Um, and it's data stored in a computer, which is our brains. And I think coming to terms with that is a really hard reality for everyone to accept. I think I'm okay with it, although I still have my own human apprehensions. But I think for everyone else, it's hard to come to terms with that. And when we see that AI making is made up of data... It has X billion parameters, similar to how we have are made up of data and have X billion neural synapses, right? Um, I just think that reality is hard to accept. And like, how do you come to terms with that? 
I've been interested in in looking into d- different philosophy and maybe connecting with different AI philosophers, like at the academic level. I don't know if there's a school of thought. I mean, my 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 brief understanding is I'm like I'm almost calling it dataism. <laughs> like it's not quite existentialism. Uh, you know, it's not quite nihilism you know like it's this i don't know i gotta look into if there's some kind of philosophy philosophical school of thought that describes it but it's it's like a mix of everything is just data including you and if ai can do these things that's because it's also you know been made of data (laughs) just like you everything is just data (laughs) right and of course, you know, this is really controversial to say. I apologize if I don't sound compassionate. I understand many people believe in this concept of soul. I think to some extent, I do believe in a concept of a soul. You know, what does this say about religion? Blah, 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 blah. And obviously the way these conversations go, I don't like having these conversations, to be honest. Sometimes like, I kind of prefer making videos because I can get my thoughts across without going off the rails. But where everything eventually goes when you talk about stuff like what I'm calling dataism is eventually it's like, well, we're all living in a simulation anyways, <laughs> right? Everything is data. Um, and part of the reason, you know, this AI stuff works so well is because it uses math. And clearly the universe is powered by math because it's a simulation. Everything is math. Everything is data, blah, 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 blah. Now, I don't know if I go that far. I, I think that, you know, that stuff really goes off the rails very quickly. But, you know, I, I think like this... Um, this reality is, is a very lonely reality that's really hard to come to terms with. And I hope the series, uh, can answer those kinds of questions. And so I don't know the timeline (laughs) on the series. Like when will I work on the next GPT-3 and identity series? To be honest, after GPT-X, DALI and multimodal and our multimodal future, that series, I'm actually looking to take like a vacation (laughs) Because it's been so, so challenging in all these different ways. And I just, I really want to focus on that. Really put it out there. Make sure it's the best. But maybe, maybe later in December, I'll be able to drop that video on uh, GPT-3 and celebrity culture. I don't even know what it's, what it's going to be called yet. But I have a rough idea of what I want to make. And also, I've been listening to music on Spotify. Uh, you know, on Spotify.com. I, I think my username is the same. B-A-K-Z-T Future or something like that. And it's also been triggering, you know, different images that I have in my head about what could happen in that video. So anyways, I'm really excited. Today was a very behind the scenes kinds of conversation. I do hope you get a chance to watch the two, the two videos that have been released under the GPT-3 and Identity series. I'm really proud of them. I think they're a lot of fun. I think they'll challenge you in all these different ways. And of course, the series culminates in the end where uh, basically I'm going to put up a phone number where you'll be able to text it and sort of, you know, speak to me portrayed by GPT-3. And uh, that's one of the definitely a very exciting experience, you know, I, for me as a creator and for I'm, I'm sure the audience to just like, you know, you may not know me in real life, right? Um, but if, if something can imitate me at a pretty good level and I'm, I'm going to see if I can fine tune it to like not just it's not just GPT-3 with three examples of stuff, I'd say, or 23 you know, tweets, like it would be trained on a large body of details about my life and my work and my philosophy and my perspective. Um, and so I hope it would be a really fun interactive experience. Um, and I'm willing to spend money. I can imagine my, you know, not just the cost to host the model, but even the, you know, the text message fees, if, you know, 
you know, thousand people sent like a hundred messages each. I'm willing to spend, you know, maybe thousands of dollars just as a cool, cool, like just audience engagement, life experience kind of thing. It's funny. Like we don't do, I don't do live shows or concerts or anything like that. <laughs> like, you know, I don't do any of that stuff. Um, but I, I, I can do these things and there's a certain charm and joy and, I do think it is pretty radical and pushing the boundaries. I don't know of any any other person who's who's done something like that on YouTube. Um, a lot of what I'm doing on YouTube is completely different. Like, I don't see a lot of YouTube channels that even do stuff as a series like I do. Um, you know, GPT-3 and Identity is a series released whenever I feel like. GPT-X, DALI in our multimodal future is a series uh, released... Uh, all basically like not all at once but like i'm saying it will be released over an intense month or so i don't know a lot of youtubers who do stuff like that um and so yeah like i definitely like i'm innovating i'm experimenting in my own ways some of it's gonna really work some of it is not you know that's just that's just part of the game and i have fun doing things the way that i think is best for 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 it depends on it depends on the video whatever's best for the work that's what i try to do and so anyways um uh, not not much to plug. That that's it for that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You know about my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash BAKZT Future. You know about my newsletter, BAKZTfuture.substack.com. You can follow me on Twitter at BAKZT Future. And I hope you have a great day, night, evening, morning, wherever you are in on this planet, in the universe, whatever you're up to, whatever you got planned. I hope it's awesome. Thank you so much. Bye.